Hello everyone, I'm Joe Rogers from Lawn Solutions Australia and I'm joined by Dr. Brian Schwartz from the University of Georgia. Welcome Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and how you became involved with TikTok? Sure. So I was in school at the University of Florida studying turf grass breeding and Dr. Wayne Hanna saw me and asked me to apply at the University of Georgia. And I had had a row crop background, cotton corn and then a little turf, but it was one of the best opportunities there is in the United States to come into the Tifton program. So just a, a big opportunity for me and my family. And TIFTUP was something that you were involved with from an early stage at UGA or University of Georgia or something that happened a little bit later on? Yeah, so it's a really neat story as as goes long, long breeding programs that started there in Tifton in the 1950s or 60s. But Dr. Hannah actually bred Tuff in 1992 and I arrived there in 2009. Mm -hmm. and, and my first day on the job, he took me to a field and he said, these 20 or 30 are our best varieties. One of them is probably the next best release from Tifton and it's your job to find out which one that is. So he had already made it and then my next five or six years were spent there finding the, the one. And what was the process like uh, from that first day to then releasing TIFTUF to the market? Was that a long process? Was it of testing or it happened pretty quickly? Yeah, so a lot of testing and in the United States, we have a huge push for improving the drought tolerance of grasses and plants in general. Mm -hmm. So my first set of major tests were putting drought trials in and TIFTUF came to the top on that one pretty quickly. Consistently at the top, like was a pretty good performer across the board? TIFTUF was consistently at the top for most traits. You know, mm -hmm. it is a pretty grass and it yep. has good texture and good color and, and it mows out well and recovers. But mm -hmm. for drought tolerance, it was far and above almost everything else we had and other universities. And since the release of TIFF Tough in 2016? Yep, 2014, 15, 16. What impact have you seen both on the residential market and the commercial and sports turf market in the US? Yeah, so launched from the University of Georgia, it hit Georgia first. Mm -hmm. And the big four growers or so immediately decided that they would replace our old TIFF Way on their farms with TIFF Tough. And we shipped to Atlanta primarily. Mm -hmm. And in the five years, there is now more inspected and registered and certified TIFF Tough than there is TIFF Way. Wow. And just in the, the US and actually internationally as well, we're, we're well over a billion square feet of TIFF Tough sold. I'm trying to do the conversion in my head, but I can't quite work that out. That's a lot of grass. So. It's a lot of grass. It's been described as the biggest grass release from the University of Georgia ever. Wow. And and the biggest producer of Tiff Tuff in the US, uh, we spoke about this earlier, but how many acres of Tiff Tuff is he now producing? Well over 2,000 acres, okay. if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's about the size of a, a quarter or a fifth of the whole Australian turf industry being produced by one producer and one variety in the US. It's pretty incredible. It is. And he is spread out between three or four states, but mm -hmm. it's a big effort. So where's it primarily sold in the U.S.? Is it across the country, is it, or is it fixated to certain areas? We started out, uh, of course, we can't get too far north or we get into the cool season grass mm. realm, but I mm. uh, started out in the southeast and moved west towards Texas and then all the way to California now. Yep. Um, but it's been a really neat partnership between, you know, the university re researchers, but what really has probably made this grass is the sod growers themselves deciding to push it, to market it, mm -hmm to not stay with the older varieties and to mm -hmm. take a leap. And, and for them, it was a leap of faith because yep. you never really know with a new variety. Mm -hmm. um, his, history would say more fail than win. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I give credit to the side growers for 
for trying it one and then and then pushing it. Yeah, absolutely. We've um very similar story here in Australia. There's a lot of I don't know if apprehensions there were, but but turf farmers or side growers as you call them, they've seen a lot of varieties come and go over the years. So getting them to to dive in and try something new is often pretty hard. But we've seen the same sort of thing here. The ones who took it up early are the ones seeing the benefits now. Like anything that you bring out, if it's good and it takes the market by storm, there's always competitors that follow it. Mm -hmm. So Tiff Tough has been in the US for you know eight years now. It's been in Australia for about five and it's done some great things, but we're starting to see some other competing grasses pop up. How do you see Tiff Tough in comparison to a few of the other new hybrid Bermudas or hybrid cultures that have hit the market recently? Well, it's just as you described, if, if you're a king of the mountain, someone's going to be trying to chip away at you. Over there, it's pretty neat in that all the turf breeders at public institutions actually collaborate. Mm -hmm. So Oklahoma State, University of Florida, NC State, Texas A&M, UC Riverside, um, we're collaborators, number one, and friendly competitors. So I've seen the other grasses against Tiff Tough for close to, well, some of them eight years now, mm -hmm. some of them just three, four, or five, and they are good grasses. Mm -hmm. But they don't have all the strengths that we've seen in Tiff Tough across the board, which makes it a pretty universal grass. And just for instance, Tahoma 31 developed at Oklahoma State and very good cold tolerant and fairly drought tolerant grass, but Tahoma will fall apart where Tiff Tough thrives down in the south. So yep. um, again, it's, it is competitive, but it's collaborative. And really for us, we're trying to improve grasses for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's a really good approach to have across the board. If we're raising the bar of everything, um, it's good for producers and consumers alike. So now you're here in Australia uh, for the next couple of weeks for the Lawn Solutions Australia conference uh, primarily, but also heading around and seeing many Lawn Solutions Australia members, farms and businesses and talking to their staff. What are you hoping to get out of the next few weeks here down under? Yeah, if I could bring something to y'all, it would be just a, a report of what's gone on with us since 2019. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot has changed in the world yep. since I was here last mm -hmm. um, in all aspects, but our industry boomed and a lot has been learned about Tiff Tough and A on the producer side, how you can make more of it on the mm -hmm. same footprint of land, how you can market at it, which I know is a strength of y'all's. And want to share some of the success stories where it's been used. And sometimes it takes a few years to break into that. And, sure. and we're starting and I want to share that with you. And now what I want to take back is hearing all the, the the experiences and the goods, but really for me, the some of the bad things yep. also, because my job is developing the next thing that hopefully solves the problem that you're having now or a predicted problem that we will have. That's a good way to finish that for the, the segue. What are you guys at the University of Georgia currently working on now? Is it more Bermuda grass stuff or is it more into the zoysia realm at the moment? So Dr. Burton and Dr. Hannard would turn over if they knew I wasn't working on Bermuda anymore, but it's <laughs> definitely on the back burner. Tiff Tough has been such a great consistent producer for us that although we keep working every year to replace it one day, mm -hmm. uh, the effort is really on zoysia grass and centipede mm -hmm. grass for us. So um, have a new, new members to our team since we spoke last. I'm excited about the crew growing and making new zoysia grasses many of which some of the older ones y'all have here i can't wait to see them and yep. see how they're doing and then also want to talk to you about you know the 2020 2021 mm -hmm. hybrids and mm -hmm. what we're seeing now 
So just for a bit of scale for those watching, how many grasses would you, you breed essentially per year? Is it an annual thing you work on or? It's definitely an annual thing and we have different goals every year. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a, a recap of 2020 and 2021 in zoysia grass, we planted 10,000 new zoysia hybrids, wow. uh, a couple thousand centipedes and the yep. same for Bermuda. So just recombining the genetics, hoping to find the next needle in a haystack. Awesome. So um, that'll pretty much wrap it up for now, Brian. Thanks. For that. Yeah. that was that was great. Very yeah. informative. So hopefully this gives you a bit of an insight. Uh, Lawn Solutions Australia has had an excellent relationship with Dr. Schwartz and the University of Georgia for a number of years now. And the reason we do this is these guys are the leaders in the worldwide turf industry for breeding new grasses. And if we can tack on to the end of what they're doing, that means we can release new and improved varieties to the marketplace for all you end users um, and turf farmers to grow and also using your project. So we thank Dr. Schwartz and we'll enjoy the next few weeks in Australia together. Yeah, I'm really happy to be part of this team.